We're going to turn now to the Bible. So if you've got a smartphone, a tablet, a Bible on you, you may want to open it up or turn it on to Luke chapter 28. And we're going to read the first few verses of Luke's account of Jesus's resurrection today. Luke chapter 28. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Madeline and the other Mary went to the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and become like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you were looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into, the, into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell Jesus' disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Yes, this is the word of the Lord. It is truth and it is power and it is life for all of us today. We've had quite an extraordinary Holy Week here at St. Thomas's. It's been absolutely beautiful. We've been gathering together every day this week here at St. Thomas's. We've been processing the events leading up to Jesus's death, um, Jesus instituting communion and the Last Supper, um, Jesus washing, washing his disciples' feet, and then on Friday, Jesus being nailed to a cross. And today we gather to celebrate Jesus's resurrection power. And it's been a beautiful weekend, hasn't it? Spring, it feels like, has finally arrived. In fact, when I was sat in my garden yesterday on a deck chair with the sun on my face, I thought it's almost as if summer is on the way. Now, I love this time of year when the garden begins to spring to life, flowers begin to unfurl um, from, from the plants to which they're attached. The warmer weather has brought leaves out on all of the trees. And that alone is enough to remind us of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. In fact, the great reformer, Martin Luther, once wrote this, Our Lord has written the promise of resurrection not in books alone but in every leaf in springtime. We just need to look around and the, the world shouts about the resurrection power. Creation shouts about the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Easter is the most significant time for us as followers of Jesus. Another great thinker once put it like this, Christmas is important, but Easter is decisive. Now, you might be thinking, is that Tim Keller? Arsene Wenger. Now, obviously, he's talking about the football season, you know, Christmas being fairly important, the games that happen over Christmas. But Easter is absolutely decisive, you know, in terms of relegation battle. Please keep Newcastle up, Lord. Um, and, and obviously, the title race. Easter is decisive. Now, C.S. Lewis 
the author of Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe put it like this. Christianity, if false, is of no importance. And if true, it's of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. So I wonder today whether you think about your relationship with Jesus, your faith, whether you think it's moderately important, not important, or whether it's of supreme and infinite importance. It all hangs on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, on these words that I've just read to us from Luke's gospel. If Jesus really did rise from the dead, if what we're celebrating today really is true, then we must accept everything that Jesus says. We must accept everything that's in the Bible. You see, the real issue isn't what Jesus said, although that's very important, but whether he really rose from the dead, because if he really did rise from the dead, then all of his promises, all of his words are yes and amen. But how does the resurrection make a difference for us today as we sit here in Newcastle or watch online, wherever we're watching from today? How does it make a difference in our lives in 2021? Well, I just want to bring a few thoughts to us today. And the first one is this, that the resurrection of Jesus proves that God will deal with injustice. The resurrection proves that God will deal with injustice. In verse 1 of Luke chapter 28, the women headed to the tomb expecting to anoint the dead body of Jesus. Now remember, these women had been through the most horrific ordeal. They'd watched Jesus be flogged. They'd watched him be tried. They'd watched him be beaten. They'd watched him be led through the streets of Jerusalem and hung on a cross next to two criminals, despite the fact that Jesus was completely innocent. And yet we know, don't we, that Jesus went through all of that for you and for me. But he also went through it so that we could answer this question. How can we be sure that God has power over sickness, injustice and death? How can we be sure in 2021 that God has power over isolation and loneliness? How can we be sure that God has power over COVID-19? When the time comes for us to face our own death, how can we be sure that it is not the end? Well, we know that death is not the end because God has power over all things because of the resurrection of Jesus. What Luke is describing to us in these verses is that Jesus defeated death itself. And for those of us that have been united with Jesus. The promise is true for us as well that we too will get resurrection life. We too will have new life in Jesus Christ. The resurrection proves that one day there really will be no more tears, no more pain and no more suffering. But all of this hinges on the resurrection of Jesus Christ being absolutely true. Now imagine just for a moment a group of people that you know who've been going through a really hard time. Now we probably don't have to imagine that much this year because we've all been going through a difficult time. But imagine this group of people that have been really struggling this year and you just going up to them and saying that the resurrection is just a story. 
It's just a myth. It's just a feel-good story in order to help you feel a little bit better about your life. Do you really think that that is going to make a difference in their life? Of course not. Only if the resurrection is actually true does it make a difference. And only if it's actually true does it give us hope and power. Tim Keller put it like this, Christ's resurrection not only gives you hope for the future, it gives you hope to handle your scars right now. Now, lots of us today are carrying scars from the events of the past 12 months. We're carrying scars of loneliness, of isolation, of bewilderment, of grief, of loss. But if the resurrection really is true, not only does it give us hope for the future, but it gives us the power and the strength to handle our disappointment and our hurt right now. For those of us that are watching online or gathered here right now today who've had awful years, who've been lonely beyond imagination, who've not touched people for more than a year, who've not seen parents or loved ones or whoever it might be, the resurrection is the promise that everything will change. The resurrection proves that God will deal with injustice. The second thing that the resurrection means is that we can live resurrection life right now, even in the midst of pain. Now, in our Bible readings today from Luke 28, notice the reaction of the two different groups of people. The guards who are witnesses to this amazing event begin to shake and they're so afraid. In fact, Matthew tells us in his gospel that they become like dead men. Now contrast that with the reaction of Mary and the women. In verses 5 and 6, the angel tells them that the news he tells them of the news that Jesus has risen from the dead. He shows them where Jesus' body would have been. And in verse 8, Luke tells us that Mary and, and Mary are afraid, but they're filled with joy. Now, what kind of transformation, what can bring about that kind of transformation from going through the absolute despair of Good Friday to resurrection joy on Easter Sunday? Well, the only thing that can do that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, the resurrection isn't just something to believe. It is something to be lived right now. We too can have the joy of the women who, who were witnesses to that resurrection on that first Easter Sunday. Now, being a Christian is taking Jesus at his word. As I've said already, everything in the Bible is true. Being a Christian is taking Jesus at his word. Jesus is the most astounding teacher. The Bible is the most amazing thing. But here's the thing. Jesus is not a dead teacher. He's alive. He reigns. And so we get access to that resurrection power right now. Paul would write to the New Testament church and put it like this. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Now that is an incredible mind-blowing thought, isn't it? That this, literally the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in my body right now, is empowering my life right now. Now Mary and Mary knew this, and look at what they did in verse 9. They fell at Jesus' feet and worshipped him. 
And what else can you do when confronted with the resurrection of Jesus other than fall at his feet and worship him? The resurrection changes everything. Some of you will have heard this story before, but I can't think of a better illustration to sum up the resurrection, so I'm going to tell it um, again today. This story is of two friends who went to visit an art gallery in their city. And they walked up the gallery steps and began to look at all of the artwork that was hanging in the gallery. One of the friends walked into the gallery and made his way around the entire gallery. It was like a circular thing. Came back to the beginning and his friend was still there looking at the same painting that he'd seen when he first walked in. He hadn't moved in over an hour. He was just transfixed on this painting. Now the friend who'd been around the entire art gallery asked his friend why he'd spent his entire time just looking at this one painting. And his friend replied, well, look, this is a beautiful painting of two people playing chess. But the title of the painting is Checkmate, and I don't get why. Because if you look at the game really closely, you'll see that the king still has one more move. Now, over every situation in our lives where we feel despair, disappointment over the stuff that we get wrong, it's true that Jesus, the King, always has one more move. He always has one more move over our disappointment, over our sickness, over our pain, over our sin. Jesus always makes the final move. And here's the thing, church. Jesus will make the final move over these awful restrictions that the world has been living in for the past 12 months. This is not the way it is supposed to be. And the resurrection gives us a glimpse into into a day when social distancing is no more. And to a certain extent, humanity has always lived with some element of social distancing. Since Adam and Eve took their first bite of that forbidden fruit from the tree that God told them not to eat from, some form of social distancing had been introduced because sin had entered the world. It it destroyed Adam and Eve's relationship with each other and it destroyed their relationship with God. But Jesus came to fix all of that. We've just sung the song Happy Day. And uh, we sung that verse, when I stand in that place, free at last, meeting face to face. Brogan texts me, um, our ordinary Brogan, uh, gives a wave, Brogan, wherever you are. And for those of you that don't know, Brogan is, is there. Brogan texts me as we were singing that song and he sent me this. How about we change the lyrics to, when I stand in that place, free of masks, meeting face to face. Now the day is coming when we can do that. But here's the thing, because of what Jesus has done for us, we need not know social distancing, physical distancing from God ultimately, and ultimately taking an eternal perspective from each other. Because Jesus didn't just reconcile us to God, but back to each other so that we could be in perfect relationship. The resurrection proves that God will deal with injustice. The resurrection proves that we can live resurrection power today. And over our life today, we hear that Jesus will make the final move. Amen.